in this episode of the Zico Health Show. Uh, if they're on government subsidized programs, many of those subsidized programs were, were told for individuals and families that you need to eat these types of foods. So you didn't have that organic fresh food because a lot of the um, food corporations made a deal with the United States government. Well, we'll help you, you know, heal with hunger, but you have to use our processed foods. Welcome to the Zico Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Here we discuss fitness, nutrition, gut health, alternative medicine, and anything else that impacts your health and fitness. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. Welcome to another episode of the Zico Health Show. Today I have certified holistic health consultant, TV personality, home health advocate, author and speaker, Gina Diorio. Hi, Gina. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic, Narado, and thank you so much for having me on today. Thank you so much for joining my show. This one is going to be great, and I'm really excited for this episode. So am I. I really am excited about this, and it's going to be a lot of information given, and I'm sure it's going to help a lot of people. So you hear that, everyone? Take out your notepads and get ready to listen. <laughs> She's about to give you some gold right now. <laughs> those golden nuggets of information, you know, those little health tips. <laughs> so, Gina, I, we've talked a lot, and I know a lot about you, but my listeners don't. So tell me about yourself and tell us about your qualifications. All right. Well, I started holistic health when I was 15 years old. And I'll just give you a little bit of a hint. I graduated high school in 1984. <laughs> so I started really taking care of my body and I just really felt great and fantastic when I exercised. Uh, I grew up in the Garden State, New Jersey, and sure enough, I grew up with having a garden and a lot of uh, different fruits and vegetables were surrounding me uh, throughout my whole childhood into my adulthood. And I uh, saw something that I really enjoyed for myself that I really tuned into my body where I said, I'm taking care of myself. And I felt good on some of the different things that I did for my body. And uh, sure enough, I started uh, working out and uh, in high school and started eating my fruits and vegetables all the time. My grandparents and my parents really helped me out with my nutrition. My grandmother, who only had an eighth grade education, said to me, Gina, if you want to have good looking skin, this is what you need to do and have and this is the trick. So I learned a lot about her medicinal properties in foods, which was excellent. She only had an eighth grade education, so it was really passed down from her family and from her own, own experience. And uh, being Spanish, I have a Spanish background. Um, I always say I'm the, the sequel to West Side Story. My father is uh, American and German-Polish background, and my mom is Maria, uh, who I was born in uh, Puerto Rico, and, um, and I have an Italian name. <laughs> I wonder so, how that happened. How that happened? Yes, <laughs> you figured that one out. So, <laughs> um, but I, I've always enjoyed food, and I've always enjoyed uh, watching my grandfather, who was also from Puerto Rico, who you know grow, grew his own vegetables and lived to be in his 90s, uh, and just really enjoyed myself. And some of the areas that I looked for for these icons uh, that were around in the 80s was uh, Richard Simmons. If you remember Richard Simmons from the audience, I don't know how old your audience is, but he was, um, he, he had his own TV show and his own show and he did the uh, deal a meal. 
and uh, also Bruce Lee, uh, one of the late great um, actors and really probably one of the uh, areas that I, very good philosopher. So he was helping me with my, my mentality and, and his, uh, his strength and his dynamics. Um, and he uh, was just a fantastic martial artist uh, in, in the movies. And I totally, and Gina, I totally agree with you. Um, guys, if you don't know who Richard Simmons is, mm -hmm. Go look him up. He's uh he's the guy that all through those like really short shorts. <laughs> you will at least get a kick out of those videos. Well, he had his own TV show. He was obese at one time also, and he just got into sweating into the oldies. I don't know if you ever heard of sweating into the oldies. Maybe your parents or grandparents may have. Um, and then also uh, Jane Fonda. She's well into her 80s now. I think she's like 80, 81 years old, and she came out with the Jane Fonda Network of all these great uh, um, exercise videos. So I followed her when I was a teenager. And then sure enough, people were coming up to me and saying, why are you doing these things? Why do you do these things? Why is Jim, why do you love Jim so much? And I said, I love to feel good. I think it's really important. Um, and I was, I was tuning into the dynamics of the body, how I was feeling. So I said, there's something going on in my body as a result of exercising, as a result of eating healthy. So I was doing a lot of research and, and holistic health was not in the mainstream in the 80s at all. And uh, it was considered quackery, uh, but now it's in the mainstream. And when I went to college, I actually am a non-traditional student. I graduated high school in 84 and I graduated college in 2004. Uh, my dynamics of my life, I just had a journey. I've always been involved in holistic health. And when I went to Stockton University, I transferred from Ocean County College uh, in New Jersey and transferred and they had holistic health studies. So I said, oh my gosh, I've got to catch up to this. I, I, you know, the world's catching up to me now. Now, all that quackery from the 80s, <laughs> people were actually applying it and they probably saw in those, all these wonderful studies that are out there, how we can actually partic um, participate in actively caring and nurturing our body on a daily basis. And those choices do make a difference for our health and wellness. Yes, and that's, guys, that's a lot of information, but it's really important information because we have grown up in society where things have changed. I mean, like I said, we, there are a lot of things you say, oh, my grandparents used to do this, my great-grandparents, it's nonsense, it's just some hoodoo or whatever we want to call it, not realizing that we're going back to those things. I mean, when I work with certain dietitians and certain doctors that talk about how bitter is good for your body, it reminds me of when I was growing up in Jamaica and we had this really disgusting bush and it's called surrogacy. And if you've never had surrogacy, that thing would put some hair on your chest, I tell you. <laughs> so, and whenever I was sick, you know, I didn't take, you know, medicine necessarily. My, my grandmother used to always give me surrogacy and, that, and I always used to feel better faster because it, it fed the good bacteria in my gut mm -hmm. and also my um, strengthens my immune system. So, you know, a lot of those things that, like Gina says, we call quackery really we need to we are going back to and realizing the importance of them and i love the fact that it's getting into mainstream and um school as well so you know and i see that happening more as we move forward especially in the type of environment we have now and we're realizing the importance of our health so yes. Gina, that was great information and i love your background about who you're inspired by i think bruce lee is amazing i don't know if you've seen his uh documentary and I think it's uh, Move Like Water or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, he, he was actually in, in an accident, um, uh, paralyzed also, and he thought his way back to his strength uh, at one time. So uh, seeing his movies, 
it, it was just inspiring the thought and and i really do believe that 80 percent of our health is in our thought processes what we think and, and what we feel is going to manifest itself into the reality of what we have. And that was the inspiration of what he thought his way back to health, what he needed to do in order to achieve his goal. And I really do believe the mind is very, very powerful. And if we, if we fill it with positive information and surround ourselves from the information, because we're using our senses, we're using our sight, we're using our sound, we're using um, the ability to speak and smell. If we can have all those positive uh, reflections in the environment and, and create those positive thoughts, it's going to be very, very healthy. And I really do believe that's the basis for uh, optimal health is actually uh, the body's controlling the mind. And I mean, the mind is controlling the body. So whatever the body is going to be uh, manifesting is what the mind is thinking. I totally agree. And this is powerful, guys. Like, really listen to this because I think it was Gandhi that said we are we are what we have thought um, or something. I'm paraphrasing a little bit, so um, don't don't go after me here. But it's yeah, our mind is very powerful. I mean, we we often miss the uh, the mind gut connection as well. And we're going to get into that a little bit later in the episode where what the things that we eat um, and how it impacts our gut impacts our mind through the vagus nerve and many people are not familiar with the vagus nerve it's basically if you look at a chart of the human body it's that long nerve like a tube that goes straight down and a lot of the way we breathe impacts our vagus nerve the things that we say impacts our vagus nerve and in that mind gut connection and the food that we eat if there's inflammation in our guts it translates that to our brain or hypothalamus and vice versa so yeah the mind is powerful and the gut some may say is the first brain some may say it's the second brain whichever side of the spectrum you fall but those are important so stick up stay as you listen to this episode we're going to get more and talk more into, about these things that can really impact your overall health and yes even your weight yes absolutely um and you you hit that right on the nail with the uh, the two brain connection if the if the mind is balanced which is great and if the if it's in tuned with the overall gut health it's going to connect and talk to each other and clearly communicate but if there's an off balance if your gut is off balance may maybe having um exposure to toxic metals because remember everything you eat and everything you smell and drink is going to go into your body. And uh, the, the digestive tract is an open system. Whatever you eat, it's going to go through the process of the digestion. And then it's going to go into your small intestines um, with the absorption process once it's been broken down in your stomach, going through the enzyme and the breakdown with hydrochloric acid. And then it's going to go into your small intestines and it's going to assimilate um, the food particles. So it's very, very important to have a healthy gut because it's home to trillions and trillions of bacteria, uh, good bacteria. But if we have an off balance, maybe we have H. pylori, uh, which is a bacteria which is connected to ulcers. It's responsible for ulcers and, and different types of uh, stomach cancers. So if you have an overgrowth of H. pylori, which is an opportunist, uh, along with uh, fungus and yeast and parasites, those are going to really um, displace the gut health. And if you are feeling some of these uh, different areas of symptoms of brain fog um, or a, um, 
a, a bacteria that is associated with gum line recede, receding. You know, all these different bacteria that is out there, we have an overgrowth. Many people may have an overgrowth and not even realize it. So that's where I, I became um, a certified uh, instructor there for the functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner, the coaching program, because it gives me the actual functional tests, uh, the test kits that can test for H. pylori. It's a GI map test, and it is a wonderful test that I provide for my clients, and it's a drop service which goes right to their client's home one site, we'll place it on order. And um, they, it goes right to their home, they use their, uh, their stool specimen, and uh, they ship it right out to the laboratory. I will get those interpretations of those results with my clients. And we can really sit down to figure out what is going on in a person's gut, to figure out what is going on. They might be exposed to different um, uh, bacteria and fungus and parasites and not even realize it, and it's throwing them off. I totally agree. And you know what? The fact that you say they don't even realize it is, is the key, key word there. Because we're in, in the mainstream, we're not taught to think about our gut bacteria. Um, if you work with um, certain doctors like uh, Dr. Stephen Gundry, he calls the bacteria in your body your gut buddies, right? Yes, yes. Or, how's your gut buddies doing? <laughs> exactly. And we're not taught to think about that. And even if we don't go as far as saying a leaky gut, which, you know, is still, you know, in some people have different thoughts on that theory. But the one thing that we're really arrive at, though, is that the environment of your gut plays a huge difference. I'm going to take it back to even weight management. Um, one of the, the practices with my clients is that they eat Greek yogurt or probiotics. Reason why? Because the type of bacteria you have in your body can make a difference with how your metabolism works and how much fat your body burns. Like lactobacillus, for example, is being studied as a probiotic that has that effect. So when I talk to clients or, or anyone that comes to me who who's worked out before and um, for all their lives and they have this certain calories in, calories out mindset, which does has its place, I tell them one of the reasons why you may get stuck at a plateau is because of the health of your gut. Yes, um, I totally agree, yes. And also if you're not eating enough, if you're eating too much processed foods or foods that are poisonous or foods that your body cannot recognize and break down yes, because absolutely. your body breaks down what, your body will break down what the body recognizes. And that's where eating less processed foods and man-made foods will play in place and also plays an, a role, as you said, in the environment of your gut. So I, I love that. Thank you so much, Gina. Oh, you're welcome. And yes, there is an actual test uh, to test for the integrity of your gut. Um, and I also provide that for my clients. And what it is, it's a uh, urine, uh, urine test. And you would take uh, sucralose and um, mannitol. Uh, which are different uh, 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 molecules of um, the sugar molecule. And if it's in your urine, it's going to show that you have leaky gut because if you don't, it would be passing through the stool. So there is a process there uh, of a test kit that actually does test for that. And it's again, it's a functional holistic uh, test kit that uh, I love because it takes the holistic approach and it's uh, a very easy, simple test to do. And you take it within one day. And again, you, you take that specimen of yours and you follow the instructions. It goes right out to the laboratory. And uh, when I went to the, uh, the, the uh, 
Institute for Functional Diagnostic Nutrition Practitioner Program under Reed Davis, he um, introduced us. He said, you know what? You have to be your first client. So we're going to show you how to uh, interpret the tests and also see how the integrity of your gut is as well. So I had some very good surprises that I never even knew that existed in my body until I took these tests. So to me, it was a godsend. So I actually did my own protocol uh, what I needed to do as an individual in order to uh, help heal uh, gut integrity. And you know what? I'm my own guinea pig as well. So I can figure the odds. You'll be my first client on that one. And then you can be my client. And then uh, we can do a, another show on that and test it out yourself and say, hey, you know what? Gina's got something here. <laughs> hey, guys, you know what? This might be a YouTube video in the making, just to let you know. So. Sure. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, well, maybe on Instagram, you know, follow me at ZicoHealth.com. So you will uh, get some information <laughs> there. But you're definitely right. It's, we, we, we underestimate the environment of our gut so much. And I love how you're bringing everything in. And you started by talking about, and I want to go back to that, about mm -hmm. the garden and eating a variety. And yes. when we talk about eating the rainbow, that's, a very, that's very common among certain nutritionists and nutrition specialists and dietitians eating the rainbow. Yes. And but what we don't realize about that though is eat, eat, eating the rain eat, eating a wide variety in, increases your 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 diversity of your microbiome. Mm -hmm. And that's very important when it comes to gut health. It also inc increase the type of probiotics or bacteria that you may have in your body by eating eating the rainbow so um and you know sometimes we get so caught up in this society and i call it the pill popping culture where we say can we take this for that i have a headache let's take that let's take the, what does this work you know i'm sick vitamin d might help me how about all of them can, you, can we just try that sure sure it, it's everything is in nature and it was only until probably in the past 100 years or so 100 to 150 years when processed foods started coming up um, after or during World War One and World War II, um, to have more and more processed foods coming into into our society because it, it changed. Women were going back to work. You know, when when men were off to war during World War Two, a lot of the women had to go to work uh, to, in order to support their family or help with the war efforts. Then in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, um, the the uh, the different uh, family unit changed uh, you know women were starting to go back to work they were growing as as a um, as a professional in the 60s and 70s so they weren't around to cook that dinner and what came about was those TV dinners a lot of the processed foods um, how can how can the populations in order to survive in order to you know have this gener generating so much food but keep it on the shelf longer? Um, and then we have to take, you know, then we're compromising the integrity of the food because we're taking out all the nutrition when it goes through a pasteurization process, the canning process, and then adding all of these additives to the foods in order to keep it fresh and store longer on the shelf. And there you go. And that's what's happening with the garden. I think more more people are turning back into the garden. Uh, realizing that the nutrition that they need to use is the GMO-free organic foods, what I... nature created, what nature is out there creating, because the processed foods have really been deficient. They have chemicals in them, and those chemicals are in our bodies. 
your liver has to then, you know, detoxify and it's going to be harder to detoxify because you have all these chemicals and it's stored in your fat cells uh, where you get a lot of the, um, the, the roundedness of the weight in men and women because it's order, it, in order for it to, you know, protect itself, the body's going to say, well, we can't, you know, we can't process this. It's going to have to be stored in our fat cells until we do a detoxification program. Um, but that's what's really, you know, out there that a, a lot of individuals starting now in, and I, and I did my thesis when I went to the, uh, the Academy of Natural Health Sciences, I did my thesis on obesity and my obesity was each person has their own story of why they are obese. It could have been a situation where they did not have access to high quality food and they were on a lot of the processed foods. Uh, if they're on government subsidized programs, many of those subsidized programs were, were told for individuals and families that you need to eat these types of foods. So you didn't have that organic fresh food because a lot of the um, food corporations made a deal with the United States government. Well, we'll help you, you know, heal with hunger, but you have to use our processed foods, mm -hmm. uh, this processed cereals. Uh, in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, and 90s, and you know, possibly today, uh, they're starting to say, you know what, we don't need to do that anymore. You can go and um, they converted the food stamp program to the SNAP program um, under uh, Governor, uh, President Obama. Um, and it, it opened it up where you can actually go to farmer's markets and get those fresh produce and, and vegetables. Problem is society doesn't know that yet. A lot of the people in the programs don't know that. Uh, another area is if you're on medication. Uh, if you're on medication and you have weight gain as a side effect, especially steroids, if you're on prescribed medications uh, for obesity. Uh, another one is look at our sedentary lifestyle for our children. How many are going outside and playing? How many are swimming? How many are, are, are you know, participating in activities? How many go, go and walk to school, ride their bicycle to school? That has actually been depleted uh, since transportation has changed. Uh, 50 years ago, many of the kids walked to school or rode their bicycle. Now in this day and age, uh, they're taking a bus and most of the time it's right up there, you know, front there uh, at their doorstep or a block away. And uh, now, you know, now even more sedentary because of the different uh, programs that are out there now because of the situation we are in presently, you know, globally. So it's the sedentary. So there's a lot of different aspects and even abuse. A lot of women and men, uh, Another study that I had uh, came across that men and women were in a study for the gastric bypass, and it was under uh, Dr. Felitti that uh, headed the program on people who went through ga uh, gastric bypass surgery. And what happened was a lot of people were losing the weight, and a, a one volunteer in this study just couldn't do it anymore. And to find out and nobody had asked this question, is that that person was actually um, sexually assaulted. Uh, so when you have somebody at obese, they could have been sexually assaulted uh, by you know, somebody they know or a stranger that they were raped of some sort, and they're hiding, they're using food as a resolution to actually hide themselves from that past traumatic experience. So that person was violated. And in that violation, 
as they're growing up in society, they still have that in the back of their mind and may, may have never told anybody. So in that same study, uh, there was over like 1,500, 1,600 people and 286 of them found out that they were also sexually molested. So wow. they were losing the weight, but what was happening, they were being fearful of going back to that person when they were actually at the time being um, violated. And they were hiding the weight uh, of that person and adding that weight on as a resolution. So a lot of people don't ask that question if, if, if they've been sexually assaulted or uh, raped of some sort where they were, their body was violated because that's a huge traumatic emotional, a physical, spiritual uh, effect on them in, as a whole body. And it, it's never, uh, and I've always asked my clients because you have to be honest with yourself because if you're not, then we can't go through that healing process. So a lot of those people who have gastric bypasses, and you can't be a candidate for a gastric bypass to say, hey, you know what, I'm going to have one. You have to go through a psychological uh, program in order to be a candidate. Mm, did not know that. So, in, and nobody asked that question. And sure enough, now I'm sure it's being asked because uh, people who are obese, that could be one of their stories. And that's why it needs to be individualized. Oh, wow. And that's, that's really powerful, um, guys, because... When we, we often, you know, we use the term fat shame now and we don't we don't always understand the, the other person's story. So the, the words that we say and the things that we do are powerful and they can impact people, especially when it happens to them at a younger age yes. and their formative years and how it can impact them going on uh, further on in their lives. So that's that's truly powerful. And I, I hope that anyone who's listening really pays attention to what Gina is saying, because weight management and health. A lot of it, as we said before, goes back to your mindset and what's happening in your mind and how you process situations and how you deal with different things. We think of food often as a comfort thing as well. Our relationship with food. You know, yes. I, have a, I have a bad day. So I'm going to get a pizza because I deserve this. Well, does your gut deserve it? Does your gut deserve to have a bomb of bad bacteria and lectins and everything else drop on top of it? And, um, and mm -hmm. then you wake up tomorrow feeling like you got your butt kicked the night before? So, you know, it's understanding a relationship with food. When I, I've, I've had times where I, I'm rushing and I'll go pick up Taco Bell or something like that. I'm not perfect. But I tell you, I always pay for it the next day yes. <laughs> because, because I don't eat like that often. And my body tells me, what did you do to me? And yes. if, you know, if, my, if my body could come out and slap me in the face, it would. That's how I feel the next day. So just keep those things in mind. Um. Also, like you, you brought up the idea, the um, the talk about food on shelves as well, because yes, in we have to understand that when we pick up a package, there's so many ingredients that I can't even pronounce, <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm looking at it, it's like, why am I eating this monosaccharides, whatever this is? Like, I don't know what this is. It's man-made, um, and also in anything in nature, any food in nature has a shelf life. Yes. Okay, and it's usually short unless unless you freeze it, right? So, it, but if something can sit on a shelf for a year or two, you probably shouldn't be eating it. I don't remember what doctor it was, but he said this to me, and it woke me up one day. Look at, go to the store and pick up food, and look at the uh, expiration date. The longer the expiration date, the more time you're taking off your life. 
I want us to hear that again. The longer the expiration date, the more time you're taking off your life. Think about that because the, everything in nature has an expiration date. So we don't need to be putting these things in our bodies. So Gina, I mean, this, this, this is really powerful. This is really powerful and can make a difference for us in so Absolutely. many ways. Take a look. I do, I do uh, tour guides uh, and just take a look in your supermarket. What is the, busy, biggest, the biggest and largest, largest section in the shopping market? All the aisles that have processed foods and then go exactly. to the produce section of fresh produce and see how small that is or large. 75 to 80% of your supermarket is processed foods. And if we go back to cultures where people live longer and live in healthier, it's the reverse. Yes. That's easy for us to really see. It's the complete reverse. Um, you mentioned something about organic as well. You know how long it took me to understand what organic meant? <laughs> no, <laughs> I used no to Google it. I, and being from Jamaica, I'm sure you guys didn't use any pesticides over there either. <laughs> right, exactly. I grew up in a culture where everything was organic. So when people had to explain to me, this is organic, like, what does that mean? Why is this Tomato costs a dollar more. Like, you know, it's organic. I'm, it took me a long time to really research and understand that. Yes. But when I started eating closer to how I was raised and it was healthier for my gut buddies, as um, Dr. Steve Gundry would say, oh my gosh, it completely changed my life. So I don't want, I've heard people say to me, being organic is it's just a myth or, you know, it's, it's just a way to get money. There can be some truth to that. I'm not saying there isn't because everyone is out to, you know, make money. It's some, everything is a business venture at some level. Mm -hmm. But there is a lot of truth to that because, again, when we look at cultures of people who are living health longer, healthier, have more energy and feel amazing, they eat natural with less pesticides and food that we will call organic. Yes. And a lot of the shelf life of these foods if you've taken a look at it, uh, Narado, and your audience, take a look at the labels. And what's happening is a lot of the foods are going into GMO, um, which means genetically modified organism, which we don't want because we don't want to have those pesticides. Because what's happening is, is that they're taking that the, the pesticides, uh, like from um, polysorbate 80, which is found in Roundup. When you use that on uh, foods, or if you use that in your garden, that's depleting the soil of the trace minerals that is so needed, such as your copper and your selenium, uh, that actually helps the uh, processes in your body. Your body is made up of, of chemicals, of hormones, and, and we need those vitamins and nutrients in, found in those organic foods. So again, growing up with uh, my grandfather and my grandmother, we always had a garden. He had a, and when he was in his 80s and 90s, he, he still grew his tomatoes or grew his pot gardens, his little container gardens because he was getting slower in age. But growing up, we didn't have any of those. And on a farm, I, I had grew up uh, across the street from a farm. We took cow manure. Uh, any of the other cows, they, they gave it to us because the manure is actually as a very good fertilizer. And whatever that cow is eating, which was grass fed years ago, we were eating also that's found in the soil. So a lot of the ingredients that you are eating today, take a look at it and Take a look in your, your fresh produce section because a lot of the foods such as the wheat, 
the corn and canola oils that are manufactured in, in the United States are actually uh, the biggest areas is GMO foods. So that's why you always want to, you know, take control of your health by shopping for yourself because I always say it's a deposit. Your body is, you, you are the CEO of your body. You are the chef, chief executive officer. So you can control what's in your body. And if you invest wisely, uh, and that's why I usually have, I have my uh, clients, I go on a shopping market with them on a tour and show them the healthy foods and what's found in them. Because those organic foods that we do eat are, are going to be naturally made from nature. And they're not going to have any pesticides in them or fungicides. And when you eat them, you're going to be eating, knowing something that you're eating healthy because you don't want to have any toxins in your body. And you will feel the difference as well. Absolutely. Um, so let me ask you this then. What are the clients that you mostly work with? What do you tend to see more often? Uh, the clients that I work with are going to be the ones that are taking, who are very serious about their health because it does not change overnight. Um, somebody who is willing to um, work at this because I'm going to show them and educate them that, hey, you have to be actively participating in your health. I don't give you a pill and then, and, and everything goes away. Uh, what I did during my, my, my research throughout the years is that this is all my compilation of all these different things that I have learned, been certified for, and this is what I'm going to pass on to you based on your health goals and your health needs. So I, I primarily work with a lot of individuals who have insomnia or diabetes, type 2 diabetes, or um, something called Pura Vida, which is the pure life. I had the opportunity to go to uh, Costa Rica uh several years ago and enjoyed that pure life uh theology for the for the body um and being healthy so i i show people how to change your health is changing your lifestyle and i tweak it i actually um are, I'm, I'm called the rejuvenation engineer because like we, want to, we want to rejuvenate the body and rely on our own natural vitality and energy without the support of toxic chemicals so we want to have a pure lifestyle so the pura vida is that clean pure life I love that. I absolutely love that. A rejuvenation engineer. I have a new uh, new title. I could introduce <laughs> you like that. That's what I call the rejuvenation engineer to bring that vitality, to bring the sweetness back for individuals' lives. Because holistically, people who have type two diabetes, uh, and they they don't realize this holistically, according to um, Louise Hay, is that you've lost the sweetness of your life. Um, there's emotional areas that could be uh, stopping you from being uh, living that sweet life. So there's, there comes those thought processes. What is our body exposed to? Toxic heavy metals. Um, also the toxicity of relationships, the toxicity of the environment. What chemicals are you using in your home in order to clean? That's also unhealthy. So that's why I'm a home health advocate because I really um, in, dive into the individual and finding out what their lifestyle is like. They go through a comprehensive study with me with their uh, questionnaire. I go through their health history from the time they are born, asking their parents if they're still alive. Mom, dad, was I ever breastfed? Uh, which makes a very good point because there are studies out there that colostrum, which is the very first thing a child is going to get from its mother, the breast, is going to go into the body and act as a uh, lining for the uh, digestive process. 
from the mouth to the anus and it's lying all those pieces of bacteria coming from the mother that's being lined in the, in the digestive tract. So it's really a very comprehensive area. And then according to those health goals, I bring in the functional test kits, uh, making sure that they understand that their health is going to be their first priority. And with that program, I give them those test kits and then I read those results and then we get a customized relationship for the program that they're going to be on based on those results and their lifestyle. Perfect. Perfect. Absolutely love it. And also, I like that you bring in that we have to participate in our health because it goes back to what I say about the prescription popping type mentality. I'm just going to go over here and get something for my allergies or my sniffles or my headache or something like that, not realizing that really fixing your gut can make a big issue. And I'm a proponent of this. I mean, I struggled with asthma for years and it wasn't activity induced because I've, I've been working out maybe like 15 years, but it was related to a, the health of my gut. And whenever I damage my gut, my body would respond by creating mucus as a defense mechanism, which yes. makes it hard for me to breathe. So yeah. I started um, researching different foods that are healthy for my gut, in, um, taking probiotics, eliminating food that are high in certain poisons and lectins. And over time, I have had an asthma issue in a couple of years now. I haven't taken my medicine, my, any of my inhaler in a couple of years by mm -hmm. healing my gut. Eczema, same issue. Allergies, I don't even get the sniffles anymore because yes. from healing my gut. So, um, of course, you know, I'm not a, a licensed physician, but I'm just explaining what has happened to me and where healing your gut can make a difference for you as well. So this is really powerful stuff, guys. I really listen to this. Yes. And then the other area is your deficiencies. Your, your body is either going to have two areas. It's going to be deficient in something or it's going to be in a, in a toxic environment. So if we can balance that out by bringing in the whole foods and I have a micronutrient test that I have and it's, it's testing the, the um, using your, your uh, T4 cells from your immune system. And it's, it's, with this test, it's, it's going to see how fast you replicate the, the, the 31 nutrients and essential vitamins in, in our bodies and minerals and enzymes, because that is what's making our body working. So if we're lacking in that deficiency of these micronutrients because of our lifestyle or alcohol intake, um, our absorption process, uh, our age, all that plays a factor also affecting our ability to manage our bodies in the way that our bodies are meant to be used for in the area from uh, micronutrients, all these vitamins and minerals and um, uh, enzymes play an important role. They're actually making our body move. They're actually having a chemical reaction to our um to our bodies, to our cells, because each one has a job and a function for it to do. So if you're deficient in something and over time, if it's not going to be recognized or addressed, you're going to actually get these symptoms or this illness or disease state, because what's going to happen is if you're deficient, your body's going to tell you. And that conversation, I always let people know if your body is having a conversation with you, you will know because if you're not feeling well or if you've got something going on in your body or these different areas that, you know, having a headache 
or um, these blotches on your skin. That's your body having a reaction. It's having a conversation with you. So are you going to have the conversation back or are you going to ignore it? And that's what's happening with a society today because a lot of them want that instantaneous gratification to say, okay, I have to go to the doctor, pop me a pill. Um, not, not in my area, you know, I, I always like to say, doctors play an important role up to a certain point, but what are we doing every day to stay away from the doctor to be healthy? Uh, we have, in American society, we have, how many people are going to their doctors 15, 20, 30, 40 times a year, and they've created a lifestyle like that? And that's the abnormal becoming the normal, and that's not healthy. I agree. One of my best friends always says that, yes, if you're on medication for your, you know, diabetes, if they give you extra in, excess insulin or you're on metformin or, you know, for blood pressure, whatever, what's your plan to get off it? Because if you don't have a plan to get off it, you're just going to keep increasing those doses to where as you get older, you're just living on more and more medicine. And yes. if you don't spend the money now, take care of yourself, you're going to spend it later on. Exactly. And what's happening is a lot of individuals, when they collect all those medications, one medication, two medications, three medications, are you asking the doctor, doctor, what vitamins and nutrients is my body going to be now de uh, deficient in as a result of taking these medications? I agree. Yes, exactly. And a lot of them have adverse effects as well. And that's why they have to rotate it. And like Gina said, we're not saying you can't go to doctor. You shouldn't go to doctor. We will never tell you that. Yeah, we, but why are you going so many times? Yes. Why are you going 20, 30, 40, 50 times a year? And what's your plan to get off the medication that you're on? And those are just uh, some things that we really need to consider. So yes. let me ask you this, Gina. What are your non-negotiables? What are a couple of things that you say you have to do to maintain your healthy lifestyle? Okay, my non-negotiables are going to be the very first thing, hydration. I drink water every single day. And the rule of thumb is half your body weight in ounces. We are not made of lattes. We are not made of these caffeine energy drinks. We're not made of alcohol. We're not made of all these coffees and, and iced teas. No, drink more water. And that is the, the we are made of 75% of water. So our body, doesn't it make sense to drink more water? Makes so that's, it's a great detoxification process. It's part of uh, my lifestyle that I've always had because I water with lemon. When I go out to the restaurant, water with lemon, keeping yourself hydrated and drink uh, about 20 ounces of water a day uh, in the morning when I wake up and then about 15 minutes before I um, have a meal. Uh, it's part of the digestion process. Very important uh, part, yes. Yes, it, it cleanses the skin. It, it, it has so many wonderful properties. So that's one of my non-negotiables. Uh, the next one is going to be my time for self-development. And this is where the spiritual development and meditation process where Bruce Lee comes into play where, and, and being a spiritual person myself, um, having 10, 15, 20 minutes every day uh, to quiet the mind, and I usually do that in the morning um, after I wake up from a great night of sleep and I have time for myself and what I'm going to do for the day. So I meditate for about five to 10 minutes a day. I have my spiritual readings of positive affirmations or I also read from the Bible or get positive um, 
quotes from people that will set the tone for my day and that will be setting the tone for my mind. Uh, another one would be the area of exercise. I usually do my exercises in the morning because our cortisol levels as being a diurnal animal and diurnal means during the day, man is made uh, to be a diurnal animal. So our cortisol levels are normally under optimal conditions in the morning at the highest. So I exercise in the morning six days a week. Uh, one of my other non-negotiables is I um, take an area for turning off electronics for the day. Um, one day away from social media, because uh, there's a lot of data out there. And that's what's happening with a lot of uh, individuals, you know, kids and adults alike. We have all this electronic equipment and all this data coming to us from, from TV, from social media sites, from, uh, you know, talking on the phone. How about quiet time for the body where you don't have those electronic devices around you and take that one day off? And it really does help the body. It helps calm the body down and the mind down. Totally. Uh, yeah, definitely. And then another one for my eating is my one smoothie and one salad a day. I always have two or if not two smoothies. If I can't eat my salad, I'm going to drink my salad. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> So that is, those are my uh, non-negotiables that I have every day. <laughs> and it does set the tone for the body. And those are self-nurturing, self-caring practices in order to, you know, fulfill that body, mind, emotion, and spirit aspect for the holistic health. Totally, yes. And the, the first one you mentioned, hydration, is something that we can all relate to and is key for digestion. Yes. Um, but also, like you said, we're 75% water, but that's not always the case. We actually lose um, water as we age, right? Yes. And I don't, I don't know, I don't want to dry out. No. <laughs> <Right>? So <laughs> hydration. Dried off and wrinkled. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, now people look at my skin and they say, "You're 38. Yes. I'll guard you if you come to um, if you know, if you come to my restaurant, you know." Because I hydration is plays a very important role for me. With all these face masks that we wear and everything, which I, you know, I'm not saying anything is wrong with that at all. But hydration plays a key role in how you look and the health of your skin. Yes, so, I'm happy to say I'm 54 years old. I'm a grandmother, and uh, I I feel fantastic. And people, when they look at me, they say, "My gosh, you're you don't look your age." And I'm like, "Well, it's a number." So they already have a predisposition that that this number is supposed to look at with this particular age, and I don't. And that's why healthy aging begins with a healthy mind, and then it's going to manifest itself. I totally agree. So, guys, I hope you stuck through and listened to this episode because Gina has given us some amazing, wonderful information. Thank so you. Oh, thank you. So tell us. How can we get in touch with you? How can we solicit your services? Absolutely. You can contact me uh, on the internet, of course, at www.holistic, H-O-L-I-S as in Sam, T-I-C-N as in nutrition, solutions, S-O-L-U-T-I-O-N-S dot com. Or you can contact me at 609-556-3741 and we can get started on a consultation. And that's the first step of getting to a healthy body and a healthy uh, living uh, lifestyle. Thank you so much, Gina. And uh, I definitely want to have you soon on the show again in the future. Thank you so much. And again, uh, it's been a great time. And I hope uh, and, and pray for everyone that take charge of your health. Now is the time to start. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you.
Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, save, subscribe, and share it out there with family, friends, co-workers, or anybody who needs to hear this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.